Hey guys, what's up? It's Eddie from Upcoming Entrepreneurs Podcast. And today I have a very special guest that not only is doing what he loves, he has become a champion in what he loves and also is creating a business around it. I don't want to give too much away, so just enjoy, guys. First of all, I want to thank you for taking the time out of your day to come in and, uh, you know, be part of this. Um, I want to tell you a little bit about it so you know what you're getting yourself into. And then uh, maybe we can get started. Yep. Cool. Sounds good. Mm-hmm. So my podcast is Upcoming Entrepreneurs. Um, I think I have a year with it. Uh, and my vision with this podcast is to interview people that are on the grind right now. See, um, me personally, I watch, you know, the, the Giants, Tony Robbins, uh, Gary Vee, you know, um, Tim Ferriss, all the Giants that are already there, right? And, and I, as, as much as I love the messages they give, I can't really relate to them because they're just too far ahead. So what I did with this podcast is I want to interview people that are on the grind right now, you know, hustling. And um, I want to know about their struggles, their their success, you know, because if if I can relate to them, you know, then I believe it's possible for me. And not only that, but uh, also my listeners, you know, they can relate. They can be like, hey, you know, I, I, I'm going through that right now. You know, then that means I'm on the right path. So, you know, that's that's my vision and goal um, with this podcast. Cool. No, I dig it. That's awesome. Okay. So, so what I want to start off with is, uh, uh, tell me a little bit about yourself, you know, where you come from, uh, what you're doing now, how old are you? A little bit about you. For sure. Uh, well, thanks. It's Ferris Sabetti, um, co-founder and CEO of my Swim pro. And I'm from uh, Detroit, Michigan, suburb of Detroit, uh, born and raised. I grew up, uh, grew up as a swimmer. <laughs> And then uh, I went to university, I competed in college, and then started coaching swimming. And I worked at a few different venture-backed technology companies uh, before launching uh, my current company, my Pro. And I've been, I've been at it now for a few years, four years, and I'm 27 for, for context. And nice. it's a grind, but it's exciting. Nice, nice. Um, and then um, I actually heard about you by my friend uh, Lath. I'm not sure if you, yeah, you yeah. remember him. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. For sure. Yeah. But, uh, uh, you know, he, he was very excited about you and, and, you know, gave me a lot of good information saying like, this guy's amazing. Like you, you need to put him on. I'm like, sounds good, man. Um, he said that he met you at, at a TEDx, uh, uh, um, yeah. Place? yeah, yeah, yeah. I totally remember that because I gave a TEDx talk at my university in Detroit, okay. Wayne State University, uh, actually about a month ago. Oh. And I, all of a sudden, I finish my TEDx talk, and I go to my phone, and I see an Instagram DM. And sure enough, you know, it's like a picture of me doing the talk and, you know, saying it was really inspiring. And, you know, that's awesome because, you know, otherwise, there's there's no point of really doing any kind of a talk unless, you know, you're trying to get a message out there or inspire people or do something like that. So it was really rewarding to have someone, you know, say yeah. that, you know, this was inspiring and um, he, he beat everyone to the punch because he was the first person to message me because he did it while I was talking. That's awesome. And uh, so, I mean, you know, anytime you can share your story and if it can just have any kind of impact on anyone, uh, that's that's the that's the goal. Anytime I have the opportunity to public speak. So that was really fun. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, uh, I want what I want to do is talk a little bit about your 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 business, you know, my swim pro. Yeah. Um, what's what's the objective? Like, what what exactly is it that you want to do with this? Uh, do you? want to go public, you know, a little bit about that. Yeah. So my Pro is a technology and media company. We create mobile and wearable applications that coach people in swimming and triathlon. I mean, really for us, the goal is to help people improve their performance and health. 
And we do that by delivering a personalized coaching plan at a fraction of the cost of hiring a personal coach. And the reason why I started the company actually is from my experience as a personal coach um, in swimming and also my experience as a swimmer, because not only did I have, do I have a passion for the sport of swimming, but I realized when I was coaching very early on that, you know, most people are doing this on their own when they want to be healthy, they, they swim, whether they grew up swimming or they picked it up as an adult, you know, they're most likely doing it on their own and they can't afford a coach. And so as a technology platform, we exist to deliver that kind of coaching experience that you wouldn't have otherwise because you can't afford it. You don't have access to it or something like that. Um, the goal for the company, I mean, we're still pretty early. Um, we want to build it into something pretty substantial. Whether or not we go public, I don't really know about that. Um, it's a different kind of business you're pursuing to go public, but definitely building a long-term sustainable company that has significant value and impact all over the world. That's awesome. That's awesome. Now, um, you said you started swimming since you were seven, I think you said? Young? Yeah, I was a, I was a kid, yep. Yeah. Now, um, so it's safe to say that it's something you love, you know, like you're passionate about, like you were saying, you're, you love it. Um, but tell me something, uh, because you're going into the business of this passion, the, uh, what you love, how important is it for someone that doesn't know what to do, you know, what, what kind of business to start or, or, you know, someone that's just trying to figure it out knows that they don't want to be in the rat race nine to five, but they want to start their own business. What can you say? I mean, um, um, to them, like, you know, I know that maybe people say, you know, do what you love, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, do what you love within the context of being practical, right? So if you, if you love fishing, that's great, go fish. But if you want to build a business around it, you know, make sure that you're really solving a problem. I think actually, and that's really the, what my TEDx talk was all about. It was about, you know, take the entrepreneurial plunge, follow your passion, but also be aware of what, what, you know, follow your passion. But, you know, if you want to build a business, you're going to have to create value. So, you know, normally the only way is to solve a real problem. So if you're passionate about something, that's great because you can live in that environment and spend a lot of time and put in more work than you otherwise wouldn't be able to put in if you weren't passionate about it. At the same time, you have to be solving some kind of a real problem. So, you know, if I use the fishing example again, you know, you can spend a lot of time fishing, maybe, you know, try and figure out what is something that people haven't solved um, and how can you add value to an area of the market that isn't currently being addressed. And for me in swimming, it was pretty obvious with coaching. You know, there were tons of fitness applications for running, biking, weightlifting, meditation. And there was this huge opportunity to help swimmers and even triathletes and to be honest, if, if I thought there was already an application that was doing what we do, I wouldn't have started the company. I mean, mm. it, it really doesn't make sense to start a company if someone's already solving the exact problem that you want to solve. If anything, go join that company, join that team, learn from that experience and be passionate about it. And then maybe you'll see another opportunity later on. But definitely, if you have the itch to start your own company, you know, don't go just go around like, oh, what company am I going to start? That's not really how it works figure out what you're passionate about, what you're interested in, what you like to spend time doing. And I'm sure there are problems in that subset of whatever it is that you're doing that you might be able to address. And that's where you start, not, oh, I want to start a company. Let me start a company. That's, that's normally not how it works. <laughs> I love that. I love that you went there. Uh, um, <clears throat> I don't know if you're familiar with Jim Rohn. I am not, no. Jim Rohn, uh, uh, he's uh, one of Tony Robbins' uh, mentor. Um, cool. he, he, he's uh, no longer with us, but... Uh, uh, oh, okay. he's, he's amazing. Like if you look him up on YouTube, uh, he's amazing. The messages he gives, but he, one thing he said was, uh, people, you know, like some people, he asked them like, how much do you get paid? And they say, Oh, I get paid 
uh, $12 an hour, $12 an hour, or $20 an hour. Like, and he says, that's not true. Like, you, if you got paid that, then you could be at home and just, you know, every hour collect that $12. He's like, you get paid for the value you put mm-hmm. in that hour. Yeah. You know, um, um, so if you want to make more money, you have to become more valuable, right? Yep. Like, the difference between uh, someone that works at McDonald's and where there's nothing wrong, you know, I've, I've been there too. You got to start somewhere. So the difference between someone who works at McDonald's to someone who works at, you know, who is a CEO of a bank or something, right? Um, it's just that they're more valuable in the marketplace. Now, you could be a more valuable um, <clears throat> a contribution to, the, to your church, to your family, but in the marketplace, depending on how valuable you are. And yeah, you're right. If you're able to solve a problem, that's that's when uh, uh, things uh, get more interesting. Yeah. Um, so another thing that I want to say, because um, I notice this a lot with a lot of my, my uh, listeners. Um, one, they have that passion. Two, they start get started. But something holds them back. Something called fear. You know? Yeah, for sure. The fear of the unknown. The fear of, 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 um, of what people are going to say. Um, I want you to speak a little bit about that, because I'm pretty sure that um, you, you've experienced that you're 27 years old. So I'm pretty sure you've experienced that multiple times. I'm 30 and I, I can sure say that I've experienced that as well. So if you can speak a little bit that way, um, people understand that it's okay to be afraid, but just knowing how to go about it. Yeah. I definitely think fear and the fear of failure is, is actually a muscle that you exercise, strengthen and build tolerance towards. So, you know, if you've never, if you haven't really, if you've never started a company, which is most people, there is this huge fear of failure and you're not, you're not willing to take the first steps because of all of the what ifs that, you know, what if it doesn't work? What if it doesn't make money? What if I run out of money? What if it fails? What if people think negatively about whatever it is I do? So they, they overestimate a lot of these things. And over time, as you start to take those smaller risks, you build tolerance towards it and you can take on much bigger challenges. So, you know, that's great if you've already taken the first steps, but what if you've never actually, you know, you haven't really taken any steps. And I think the best thing you can do is to put your ideas on paper. So it's not just, you know, crowding in your head. Mm -hmm. And so when you start to write down your thoughts around, you know, what is the big idea that I want to pursue? What is the first step that I need to take to get there? Right. Because if you never write it down, it's hard to strategize. Like, what am I going to do? One, two, three, like to build a plan around it. So Step number one is like figure out what you're trying to do, write it down, and then figure out a plan step by step. And then once you look at the first few steps, it doesn't seem as intimidating anymore, but it can seem really overwhelming if you have this all in your head and it, and it seems a lot bigger than it actually is. But you'll never know that unless you write it down and break it into smaller bite-sized pieces. And when you break it into smaller pieces, you're actually de-risking it for yourself. So it's not about, okay, if I want to start a company, I have to quit my job. Well, there's a few steps before <laughs> quitting your job, right? So you right. Know, the first step might be, let me go and talk to five people that are in the market that might find value in, in what it is, or, you know, I'm trying to solve their problem. Let me talk to those five people. So that's step number one, very low risk, right? The worst thing they can do is say, that's a terrible idea, or it proves that your idea wasn't actually good in the first place, or you weren't solving a real problem, right? Right. That's a lot easier of a risk than okay, I'm going to quit my job and I'm not going to get paid anymore. Yep. You know, so people jump to that second one before even realizing, you know, step one is just talk to people. Step two might be buy a website domain. Step three could be, you know, set up a Facebook page and put an advertisement behind uh, a, a Word document that you put online, right? The, I mean, there's so many steps yep. before 
quit your job, make no money. Right. And so I think a lot of people don't realize that, you know, you have to go with that lean startup approach. Like what is step one, figure out your MVP, minimum viable product, whether it's a service or an actual technology, like what I do with an app, you know, like what is step one, two, three, and there's probably 50 steps before you, and don't get intimidated by the fact there are 50 steps, embrace it and know that if you do step one, number one, that unlocks step number two and you just got to get started and that'll unfold itself. Yep. I, I love it. I love it that uh, uh, you can break it down into little pieces uh, because if you, if you see a cake and you're like, I can't take this, I can't eat this whole cake in one <laughs> bite, you know, like you take those small bites and before you know, you finish the, the, the cake. Yeah. Right? And that's and, actually a really good point because a lot of people think you have to eat the cake in one sitting. Like this is a marathon, not a sprint. You're not, yes. you know, that the, I, I, in my, te- I'll reference my TEDx uh, talk because I had a quote from Bill Gates. He says that most people overestimate, what they can accomplish in one year and they underestimate what they can accomplish in 10 years because, you know, 10 years is a massive amount of time, you know, things can change. And if you're persistent and consistent over time, you'll create significant value. But most people overestimate what they can do in a short period of time. And like you said, you're not going to eat the cake in one sitting, Mm -hmm. but that's not the point. No one eats the cake in one sitting. Even, even if you think people are doing these miraculous things in one week, one month or one year, it actually takes a lot longer than you think. But you have to take the first step. You have to cut one slice of the cake and eat one bite of it. And tomorrow you take another bite. And then the next thing you know, you ate the whole slice. Then you ate half the cake. Then you're eating the whole cake. But that takes a long period of time. Yep. Yep. And the idea, a lot of, a lot of us have that idea of, you know, everybody explodes like out of nowhere. You know, like <laughs> yeah. they, they become famous out of nowhere. And they don't see the struggles and the hustle and, and the grind mm-hmm. before mm-hmm. that. Um, I, one thing I like to say that I've read in a book, I don't remember what book it was, that, you know, we know of the man who landed on the moon. We know yep. that because that was a big breakthrough. But we don't know of the very first person who said, let's build a a, a rocket that can shoot us out. Like, we don't mm. know that person because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that was a long time ago, right? Yep. It, it was before. But when the breakthrough happened, everybody knew. And yep. that's the thing with every person that's successful. You know them when they are when they have the breakthrough but you never yep. knew them before the, the time when they were struggling when they were trying yep. to grind when and and some of us most of us are actually in that phase right now mm-hmm. and are not big are not you know known but we have to go through the grind we have to go through the, the hustle to get there um yep totally patience is key and i have i have this fun graph that basically shows our paying subscribers over time and if you look at the graph it's like wow this is really impressive but it's not a true representation of our timeline because the graph actually starts in like 2016, but I started with the idea and then we launched in 2014, 2015. So the, if we look at the real graph, the first two years of the graph, there's absolutely nothing on it. And that's where most people give up, right? So there's like, there's like one, two, maybe three years of just serious work and the outside world doesn't see any results of that. And then when you all of a sudden start to have this perceived outside success, all of a sudden people are like, wow, they're taking off. But they missed the first two years. Like the first, you know, two years, I mm-hmm. paid myself nothing, right? So like yep. people miss that first part. And, and that's where it comes to uh, uh, when people say, man, that guy's lucky. <laughs> yeah. Like this guy was lucky to get this. And No, it wasn't luck. It was hard work and dedication, you know, yeah. like. And the thing I say with luck is like you put yourself in a position yes. to be what's called lucky, right? So, I mean, I mean, I will admit like most people who have had any level of success, they, they do have some luck in there, but it's because they put themselves in a position to have yes. more opportunities. 
And that's what people perceive as luck. You know, no one won yes. the lottery. <laughs> yes. that, not that kind of luck. Yes. And I always push that. You know, I always I always let them know, like, there's a little bit of luck, but it's it's who you become, who you decide to become, the position you, you put yourself in. Um, actually, hopefully Lace doesn't, doesn't uh, you know, get mad of what I'm saying. Like, we, I interviewed him uh, a while back. And, um, you know, he's, he's becoming a, um, what is it? A, a website designer or, yeah, yeah. he's doing web development. Yep. Yeah. Web development. Yeah. There you go. And so he tells me, cause I was talking about luck and stuff and he says, but let me ask you this. Do you think this is luck? And he says that he went to the gym, he met this guy and, uh, you know, I guess he's a big rapper. And then, um, when they were talking, he he said, you know, I'm looking for a web, a web developer. And they was like, yeah, that's me. I can help you. And so long story short, like they, they build a relationship. He's like, that's got to be luck. Like, what are the odds of him being there right at the right time? And, and me being there? I'm like, yes and no. I was like, mm. you can't discourage the hard work you did two years ago, deciding to leave uh, being a doctor. I think he was trying to be a doctor and mm. decided to become a web. All that has, you know, you position yourself. Um, you went to, uh, to, to the gym. Yeah, you found them there, but I feel like there's opportunities everywhere, yep. and they only present themselves when you're ready, right? Yep. And and when and you got to show up. Yeah, <laughs> if you go to the gym, I mean, you got to. What is it? Eighty percent of success is showing up. Yep, yep, that's, that's true, and it's so true because, um, learning everything, designing, developing yourself, and then uh, being it's being okay to to talk about it. You know who you are, what you want to do, your ideas, and the right people will be attracted to you. You know, when yeah. I when I started this podcast, you know, I, I didn't know what I was getting myself into. I didn't know. But I, I started telling people like on the Facebook, on Instagram, hey, mm. you know, I'm, I'm just doing mm-hmm. this podcast, you know, this and that. Um, What do you guys think? And then some people were like, hey, you know what? Like, let me let me be a guest. Let me be a guest. And from there, it was like, like even like, you know, um, interview this guy. This guy sounds awesome. This guy ask him, you know. So and sure enough, like a lot of people like like yourself have uh, agreed. And, and I'm very thankful and 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 uh, uh grateful for this so you got to put yourself out there and and, yep. and and let people know what 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 your belief is what what you're trying to do what are you totally. trying to accomplish totally um one, one i i do want to kind of uh go a little quick because i want to make sure i get some of these things in i do see on your first of all uh um where can they uh these my listeners find you yeah i mean I'm personally on all the big social networks. So just, I mean, my name, Ferris Sabati on Instagram, LinkedIn, LinkedIn's my big one for business. I mean, I'm posting very regularly and I kind of give a behind the scenes look at like, this is what we're doing to build the company. You know, this is, this is who we're hiring for. This is our growth. I'm very transparent with everything. So LinkedIn's a good spot, but I'm on all the social networks. And then our company, my swim pro on all the social networks. And then we launched a new product, my tri pro. So if you're into swimming or triathlon, give us a follow on all the networks. And uh, I'm always available to connect and see how I can help the community. Awesome, awesome. So now I, I found you on, on Instagram, and uh, it says here, three-time U.S. Master National Champion. Tell me a little bit, a little bit about that. Oh, for sure. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I competed in university, and then I still compete in what's called Masters competition. So this is... And basically adults who compete. And so it's broken up by age group, you know, 18 to 24, 25 to 29. Um, and then, yeah, in my, I guess in my bio, maybe I should change that. So mm-hmm. I, I won the, I won the 50, 100 and 200 breaststroke at the 2017 uh, long course national championships. And uh, it's, it's fun because I get to compete. And I just did a couple of weeks ago, um, half of our company actually competed in the 
short course nationals in Arizona. So that was really fun. And then later this summer, I'm doing a big open water swim in Europe. I'm actually swimming from Asia to Europe. Wow. Uh, so that should be cool in Istanbul. And then, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's really fun to be able to stay competing. And I mean, even like a lot of the people who use our application, they're not competing um, at that level or any level, but they're doing it for fitness. And so to be able to be so connected to the community and what we're actually doing is really exciting. That's awesome. And what does it take to be a champion? <laughs> um, I think it's just uh, consistent consistency. <laughs> I, I don't think I'm actually any uh, more talented or I'm not actually and, and from elite level swimming. I'm actually not that good. You know, like I'm not going to the Olympics or anything, but it's all relative. Right. So, yeah. you know, if you're if you're consistent at something over time, you're going to get better at it, especially if you love it and you put in the, the smart kind of work. And they have that like 10,000 hour rule, right? So I've, I've easily passed that in all the different kinds of swimming. <laughs> um, and so I think, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's, sometimes people can get intimidated because they don't, especially in swimming, they like, they can either, they can't swim or they can barely get to the other end of the pool. And then they compare themselves with someone in the lane next to them who looks like they're effortless, effortlessly going back and forth. Mm -hmm. And it's like, well, you just compare, it's like anything, compare only to yourself yep. and try and be a better version than you were the day before. Yep. And so I think if you hold that mindset in not only swimming, but any kind of fitness or in, in business, even if you're always trying to improve, you will get better. It just might take you a little bit longer than you think. But if you're consistent, that's all you can ask for. Yep. And, and that's the reason why I wanted to ask is, ask is because it, the, the skills and practice and, and the idea of, of how to become a champion in swimming can be added on to business, to your life, to your marriage, to to everything because uh yeah consistency is key um you know i've i've worked for for a bank uh a little over four years and uh developing my skills to speak to customers mm -hmm. coming from a restaurant where it was just like you know service and that's it to now yep. being able to explain uh certain accounts certain benefits uh yep. with confidence it, it took practice and consistency you know um yep. there's people who who are in the bank for several years, but they don't develop that because uh, they don't take the jump or the leap to, to talk to customers and, and, and to, uh, they don't take the leap to mess up. It's okay to mess yep, up because exactly. that's how you get better. <laughs> yeah. I, so since we're talking about messing up, I, this is important to note. So even in like my, my swimming background, so at the meet that I was at two weeks ago, I'm doing the hundred individual medley, which is, uh, you know, you do 25 butterfly, 25 backstroke, 25 breast, 25 free. So this is like my favorite event. Damn. I've trained for it specifically. I've done it literally thousands of times in workout. And at the competition, I had the worst transition turn I've ever had in my entire life. It was so bad. It was, it was horrible. And people were even talking about it on the pool deck. And I guess I'll say that just because like you will screw up and mm -hmm. that's okay. Like I wasn't, I was, I was somewhat bummed because you only get to swim the event once. So it's not like I had a redo to make up for it, but you know, I, I still, I was upset in the moment and then I got over it right away because I know that that's not the last time that's that I'm going to do that event. And I know that it's not the whole, it's not the meaning of life, right? Yep. You know, it's just one, one hiccup on the long path. And at that, in that competition, I was lucky that I had other events that I was competing in. But even if that was the only event and I completely screwed up, it was 100% my fault. Can't blame anyone else. It's fine because that was just one bump in the road yes. and there's going to be more down the road and you just take it and learn from it. And now I've learned from that and, you know, we'll try and reduce the risk of doing what I did again in that race. Yes. Yes. And, 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 um, 
what I like about that is you said it's, it's a small bump. You know, a lot exactly. of people think that when they make a mistake or when something happens, that that defines them. Yeah, no. And it's like, <laughs> no, like life keeps going. You know, there's so many things that are going to happen, good yep. and bad. But yep. who you choose to be as a person is 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 who you're going to be. And not, not 100%. what happens to you, that does not define you. 100%. Man. So um, I got a couple questions more, um, if that's okay with you. And then we can yeah. wrap this up. Um the the first the first question is uh, in your own words um what is what does entrepreneur mean to you i think an entrepreneur is like 007 right they have to be relentlessly resourceful persistent they they're they're not willing to give up and they'll they'll accomplish whatever it is they need to accomplish given their circumstance nice nice i love it and then the last one and i, I you might have answered it but uh Excuse me. Um, I want you to leave a, a message. Like, what would what message would leave to to every listener that's that's universal, that can um, impact anybody getting started or or already in the grind, you know? Uh, yeah. So I think if they're in the entrepreneurship track, I guess, and they're already thinking about or working on something, I would say stay as close as possible to the people that you're solving their problems for. So. We talked about it a little bit, but, you know, solve a real problem. And if you think you've identified that, stay close to the people that you're trying to help, because that's the whole reason you started whatever it is that you're working on in the first place. And if you haven't really found that product market fit or figured out what it exactly is that you're trying to solve, well, then you need to really figure out who is the, that person and stay as close as possible to them. And, and as, you, as you start to grow and you figure out things, don't forget about why you started and who you're trying to solve in the first place. Wow, that's awesome. That is awesome. Well, Ferris, I don't have anything else um, as of right now. Um, other than that, do you have any questions for me, maybe? Yeah, man, what is your biggest learning, I guess, in summary or common theme from all the entrepreneurs that you talk to? Um, my biggest learning uh, is definitely um, there's very little luck. That's why I always bring it up, yep. um, that you have to create your own luck. Yep. You know, you create it as you um, develop yourself, as you, as you position yourself in certain areas. Um, even the people you meet, you meet them because of the person you've become. Mm -hmm. um, so that's one of the biggest things. A lot of people give luck too much, too much credit and, and then they, they discredit themselves of how hard yeah. they work. Yep. Um, and I always say like my wife, I found her because of who I became, <laughs> not mm -hmm. because of, some lucky superstitious mm -hmm. thing yep. um one of my business partners I, I i found him because i positioned myself exactly you know, I, I talked to him and and because of the person i am he he was drawn to me yep. so there's a little bit of luck um but in the in the long run um that's that's the thing i've taken around from all of them is like it's it's luck yes but it's the opportunities you create for yourselves totally you gotta yep. position yourself i love yep. it all right, guys, thank you once again for uh, taking the time out of your day to listen to my podcast. Uh, we have actually hit over, I believe, 25K of listeners, which is amazing. You know, something something uh, that I never thought I could do, you know, or that I even had the capability of doing. But I'm glad that what I say here or what I'm doing here uh, means something to, to you guys, right? So I do this not only for myself, but for you guys, too, right? When I interview these people, it's, it's to develop myself, too to get an understanding better of, of what they're doing so that I can better myself. 
But I also want to share it with the world because I know that if I'm having problems here, other people have it as well. So thank you guys once again for, for listening, for um, uh, the, my guests for coming on, and for uh, the others who, who have been donating, right? Because all that that is happening there, it helps me grow as a person, and also it, it helps my podcast grow, right? Um, if you guys have any questions or, or any suggestions of how I can make this podcast better, um, please go to my Instagram, Upcoming Entrepreneurs with two S's at the end. And uh, send me a message. Send me a message so that we can connect. Uh, I, I always love hearing from others about how it's helping them or how, you know, they recommend me someone that I can interview. Okay? So until next time, guys, once again, love you guys.